Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Row and our good friends at Buyers Auto. If you're buying an auto, go to buyersauto.com. Check them out. Their inventory uh, anywhere around Columbus. Uh, George Kaufman, one of the guys over there. Great guy. One of our good friends at Letterman Row. And um, again, coming through and sponsoring this episode of Talking Stuff, I'm Jeremy Birmingham. On the other line with me, as usual, is Spencer Holbrook. And uh, Spencer, someone said in a comment the other day that we sound like our banter is forced really yeah can you believe that no i think we're pretty we're pretty natural with i it. think I what think it is is that people don't understand that my natural way is extremely awkward and uh therefore puts you and whomever i'm speaking with also in an awkward position Burn, if you're not making a pun, you're being awkward. That's, that's just right. how it is. That's right. And I, I want to really continue to work on that. Uh, and I appreciate every day the help that you give me and the people in the comments. The very gracious YouTube commenters we yeah, have. Yeah, I find that they're all generally pretty nice. Um, a lot of a lot of really, you know, constructive uh, thoughts and processes, uh, criticisms that are fair and balanced. Um, and then every once in a while, there's the guy that calls us all fat. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, 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 I could, I could stand to lose a few pounds. It's not even, a, it's not, it's not like a secret to me. I know that. I know I could stand to lose a few pounds. Uh, anyway, Spencer, we're not going to talk about my weight or your weight or our YouTube commenters anymore, who we do love and appreciate you t taking time to watch we and listen. We do love them. Here's them. the thing, though. It's funny because people think like we're, you know, like you'd be mad about that, but like I, I'm glad people you know, want to listen and watch and I appreciate it, but you know, maybe that's just ELE, you know, everybody love everybody. Yeah. What do they want to hear us talk about today, Barb? Well, we're going to talk stuff. I mean, obviously we're talking about running backs. We, we never stop talking about running backs. We should be, we should rename the show to talking stuff about running backs because that's all yeah. we ever talk about. I think we'll still talk about the 2021 running back class in 2024. No, I mean, well, I mean, we haven't stopped talking about 2020 yet, and that class is all signed and sealed and delivered. So I guess it's only fair that we look ahead and think about how we can talk about 2021 by the time 2030 rolls around. Uh, but this weekend, this episode of Talking Stuff, we do at least do have like tangible things to talk about. Donovan Edwards made his, I don't know, seventh visit to Ohio State on Friday. Um, Spencer, here's the thing. When, when people make these visits, like, I don't know necessarily that people are expecting uh, like huge news to come out of it. Like if a kid commits, like obviously that's we we kind of have an idea if it's going to happen or not um, based on conversation leading up to the visit. But that was never the case with this visit for Edwards. I think that the timing of the visit combined with the run on the crystal balls that we talked about two weeks ago uh, made people think like maybe that was going to happen. Um that's really never been in the plan for Donovan Edwards. The The goal here for Ohio State and him is the same. It's to continue to keep building what they've been building. Ohio State has made him darn sure that he's the priority for them and has been for the last two years. Um, I talked to Ronald Bellamy, his coach at West Bloomfield in Michigan, a guy who played at Michigan. You know, they're not hurrying anything along here. This is a process that may be closer to finish than it is begun for Edwards, but it's certainly not close to over despite – the fact that I think right now Ohio State does lead in the recruitment. Well, I think the first time you published a YouTube video about Donovan Edwards was in 2018. So, you know, this process is probably a little closer to finish than it is beginning. But 
by all accounts, it was a good visit, and the Buckeyes are in pretty good standing right now. But, you know, they were in good standing with other running backs, like we said, in 2020, and things didn't pan out. So, you know, I would feel very confident if I was Ohio State right now because you know what position you've put yourself in, and that's really all you can control, right? Exactly. And the thing is, I mean, I talked to a couple different sources around the Buckeyes program, and, and, and the response was pretty much the exact same no matter who I talked to. And I guess that's probably on purpose. But the response is, Everything is going very well. The relationship between Edwards and Ohio State is is very strong. They feel confident about where they are, but they realize that anything can happen in recruiting. Until a kid is committed, until a kid is signed, there is no reason to get over the moon excited, especially when not only are you recruiting a, a kid from Michigan who Michigan not just wants but needs in their class of 2021, uh, but Alabama's in Georgia, LSU, Georgia, Oklahoma, all these other schools are involved. And you look around and, I mean, you know, Tony Alford is a, is a very well-respected running back coach and a guy that has the best relationship with Edwards of anybody, um, according to, to Donovan himself. But what Del McGee has done down there at Georgia with the running back recruiting is, is uh, very obvious and well-known. Then you look at what's happening at LSU. They now have Kevin Falk as their running backs coach. Uh, you look at Oklahoma with uh, DeMarco Murray as their running backs coach. Like, there's some dynamic pieces in play here. And as long as Donovan Edwards is going to continue to um, explore his options and take a look around the country, at any moment things can shift from Ohio State being in the lead to Ohio State not being in the lead. I mean, three months ago, Ohio State was not, according to most people, the team to beat. So what happened in the last three months? I mean, nothing really changed. It's just a matter of Ohio State being more consistent and, and, and Tony Alford and Ryan Day being more thorough in the recruiting effort than I think um, Jim Harbaugh and Jay Harbaugh are being. Yeah, that would make sense, right? I mean, you can make up ground in recruiting. It's not it's not the, the end-all, be-all after guys take visits or after guys take, other, take visits elsewhere, and I think we'll get into that a little later. You can always make up ground in recruiting. It's just about putting yourself in the position and letting everything play out. You have to just – it's almost one of those things, recruiting is crazy like this, where you just put yourself – you know, you give yourself the best chance you think you you have to win in football games, but also in recruiting. And after that, you let everything else fall into place. And Ohio State's putting themselves in a really good position right now with Donovan Edwards. They posted him, like you said, six or seven times. They know what they're doing, and they know that they're doing it the right way or the way that they think is the right way. And you just have to kind of let everything else play out. And I think – it's going to be hard for Ohio State fans over the next couple of months when we talk about running backs so much to be patient. But at this point, it's one of those one of those moments in the recruiting process where you almost have to be patient because this guy's about to take business elsewhere. Yeah, and, and I mean, I said last week that I thought that you're looking at a, a summertime decision for Edwards. I think that holds true. But the next few months are going to be up and down, and, and you're going to hear about him visiting a thousand places and see cool pictures everywhere. And, and hear about how he's interested in this program or that program. Recruiting comes down to comfort and relationships every single time. So right now, the comfort and the relationships with Donovan Edwards is best at Ohio State. Now, that there is no doubt that can change, but there's also no doubt right now in my mind that that is the case. So as one of the top two or three running backs on the Ohio State recruiting board, Donovan Edwards is obviously very important because Ohio State wants two running backs in the class of 2021, as we have discussed at length. But the other two guys who I think are in that top three, Evan Pryor from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, 
and Travion Henderson from Hopewell, Virginia. Both those guys are going to visit over the next month. If something goes haywire and each of those two want to commit to Ohio State, then Donovan Edwards won't have a spot. Like So anything can happen. Um, I'm not suggesting that will happen. I'm saying that Ohio State wants to take two of those three guys if they can get lucky enough to do so. And if Donovan Edwards wants to be the guy, you know, there's things he has to pay attention to as well. Yeah, he's going to have to keep his eyes out for Ohio State. And that's probably a good thing, right? Not really to put pressure on a kid, but to make sure that he knows, like, hey, there's other guys that are, that are interested. Yeah, there's got to be options. I mean, the school can't – we saw a, a last year with the Bajan Robinson thing last summer, there's this idea that they put all their eggs in one basket – and when the basket overturned, all of a sudden you're like left holding the bag going, oh, crap, uh, now what? And then it took four months for Ohio State to recover to get back to a spot where they felt comfortable enough taking a, a commitment. So, you know, that's why these visits are important because they're getting a, a, a barometer for the Buckeyes coaching staff to see exactly where they stand. I mean, there's no pressure on Donovan Edwards to commit when he's on campus, but there's certainly going to be a conversation from Ohio State that says, hey, we would like to know kind of what your plan is. And that's why these trips are important because Ohio State knows that Evan Pryor is going to be on campus next weekend. And Evan Pryor has said over and over to anyone who will uh, ask him that his intention is to be committed by April. Now he's not hard and fast with a date, but with an upcoming visit to Ohio State, a recent visit to um, North Carolina, a trip coming up to uh, Georgia, like, uh, there's all these things in play here that you really have to keep an eye on when it comes to Evan Pryor. Today, um, North Carolina added another commitment. They're up to, like, the fourth-ranked class in the class of 2021. They flipped Drake May, the quarterback who was committed to Alabama. They flipped him the other day. His family is very closely tied in with North Carolina athletics, and it was a surprise, I guess, in the fact that you flipped him from Bama. But knowing that Bama has Bryce Young, who they signed in the 2020 class, and he's expected to be basically a three-year starter uh, in Tuscaloosa, it makes sense for a guy like May to come in knowing that Sam Howell would only be there for one more year after him when he arrives. But that's all blah, 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 right? What is yeah. the, the fact is North Carolina fans, um, media, is now suddenly feeling pretty confident about where they stand with Evan Pryor some crystal balls have come in in Evan Pryor to North Carolina direction. The guys on Rivals.com down in the southeast, like uh, Chad Simmons and stuff, very well-respected guys down there, believe that he's going to end up in North Carolina. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. If, if Evan Pryor returns to Ohio State next weekend and doesn't commit somewhere before then, he's, he's not going to end up anywhere other than Ohio State. I just don't see it happening. Wow, that's a pretty pretty bold bold proclamation. Bold. Speaking it's, of bold, it's funny. go ahead. Oh no, go. It's it's funny because I love watching Evan Pryor's huddle highlights, and I love watching Donovan Edwards. And if you told me to try and place them one two and who I would rather see in the Scarlet and Gray, I wouldn't know who to choose. I think they're both dynamic backs who can do incredible things on the football field and can start from day one. So, you know, this next week is just as important as this week. We, you know, we've talked ad nauseum talking about Donovan Edwards and his visit and how important it was for the Buckeyes. Well, this next weekend, it's not slowing down for Ohio State. If, if this visit happens, like you said, it could be the start of a recruiting boom for the Buckeyes. I just feel like there's this idea, and I, it's unbelievable considering what happened last winter, or I'm sorry, last summer with Bajan Robinson and Jalen Knighton, but there has to be this thought process at least – 
happening inside of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. You, you'd imagine where they're like, can we can we wait? Can we wait and see if they could get Travion Henderson and Donovan Edwards? Like it's Ohio State, so they they obviously always feel confident and comfortable thinking that they can recruit against anyone and get anyone. But like if you by any measure, think about passing up Evan Pryor, you are all of a sudden putting yourself in a very precarious situation. Again, to, I, I, so, I don't think that would happen. I, I don't think I it just, will. I couldn't see them passing up on Evan Pryor because I, you know, I'm not a scout. I'm not in the building, but I, well, I am in the building like one hour a week, but I'm not in the building in that capacity. But this kid is incredible. I am a huge fan of Evan Pryor. Um, I think it's going to be really tough to get him out of North Carolina. I really do. Yeah, now, we, with we, all this we talked momentum, about it a few weeks ago. That, that if he leaves North Carolina, I think he's going to Ohio State. And um, I, I'm just, as I said, like with the recent visit to North Carolina, with um, the expectation that he can pop back in there anytime he wants to between now and the 17th and 18th of March when he's going to be in Columbus. If he returns to Ohio State for that visit, he is going to commit to Ohio State. That's just my opinion. All right. So, 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 you know, so what, right? That's just my thoughts, right? There you have it. There you have it, folks. I mean, that that's something that I think uh, doesn't sound crazy, but, you know, apparently there's this groundswell of support for him at North Carolina based on their recent success. And I understand that. I, I truly do. I just don't feel it. So, you know. You're, you're not crazy. No. You're not crazy. And I'm going to I'm gonna double down here, Spence. I'm going to double down. Double Go ahead. down. I want to. I want to dub that. Um, double down. <laughs> Troy Stolato is going to go to Ohio State. So that's what I think. Okay, Troy Stolato, wide receiver, Fort Lauderdale. Spent the weekend at Clemson along with Jaquelin Johnson, along with Jordan Hancock, along with Barrett Carter. Not Travion Henderson, coincidentally, who I think is. I don't know. I don't know that he's moving on from Clemson, but he's certainly. Uh, wary of them at this point. They have a running back committed. They initially started recruiting Travion Henderson, the country's top-ranked running back, as a defensive back, and now they're telling him that he's an athlete and they can decide where to play him later, but I think it's pretty clear he wants to be a running back. So, well, he didn't go to Clemson this weekend. That's the bottom line. Um, You know, there's this uh, thought, I guess, out there that Troy Stilato is super, super torn between Ohio State and Clemson. Um. We can talk about this until I'm red in the face, but I, I just don't, I just don't buy it, and I don't know why exactly. I know he likes Clemson. I know he's a big fan of Davos Winnie. I know he's a big fan of what they're doing at Clemson, winning games, winning championships, all that stuff. The atmosphere there is cool. Like I'm, I just feel like the the connection between Brian Hartline, Keenan Bailey, and Troy Stilato and his family is different than the connection anywhere else. And I, I just, I can't seem to buy it. And I've seen a lot of talk on Ohio state message boards over the weekend. Um, people trying to, I think, justify this notion that, uh, the stilato may end up going elsewhere by saying things like, well, he's not that good anyway. We'd rather have a Mecca, Buka, blah, blah, blah. Like Ohio state wants them both. Like this is not a, a conversation of they feel like they have to have one or the other, or they're only going to get one or the other. Like they want both of those guys and they want them in a package deal. Right. Basically. And, and the fact is, I almost think not to get too conspiratorial here, but like, you know, we were talking the other day about Donovan Edwards and Evan Pryor when they were at Georgia in the picture together. Right. Yeah. 
I was perusing the Instagrams and on Troy Stilato's Instagram are all his photos from Clemson. They visit there. And the only, you know, he has a picture of himself. He's got a picture of him with Dabo Sweeney. And then he has pictures of him with another recruit and it's JK Johnson, right? Who, yes. who is from St. Louis, who's never visited Clemson before, who, I mean, I, I know all these kids talk to each other and get to know each other, but like those two are both heavily favored to go end up at Ohio state. Um, despite all the talk about Stilato at Clemson, all the talk about how much he loves what they're doing. Nobody has ever changed their crystal ball to Clemson for Stilato. And I think that has to be something that people need to pay attention to. And I, I it's, Let's backtrack, and obviously I've talked about the crystal ball and how it doesn't always mean anything, but it means where the the real direction of that recruitment is going. And no one's ever changed it, despite all the conversation about how much they think Stellato wants to go to Clemson. And isn't that weird? It is kind of interesting. Am Everybody I crazy? Talks about how, no, you're not crazy, Berm. Everybody likes to talk about how it's a two-man race, but even when he visits – Clemson. A lot of times when guys visit, you know, that, that crystal ball gets flipped by at least one guy. Right. It happened today with Jordan Hancock, Steve Wiltfong, again, one of the most respected guys in the recruiting uh, industry, put in a crystal ball p- uh, pick for Jordan Hancock to Clemson. You, you'd think with multiple visits from uh, Stilato to Clemson that, that somebody would do that, but nobody has. It, and it just goes to goes back to the the notion that we are an Ohio State and Clemson recruiting podcast because we talk about Ohio State versus Clemson so much. Yeah, I'm all it, for it. It just it's pretty crazy, you know, how much these two schools have to go against each other, and then they get to the, you know they got to play in the Fiesta Bowl. They they'll probably play in a in some sort of college football playoff game in 2020. Um, there's my bold prediction for the episode if wow. you want one. Well, he went um, there. He went there. Everyone. <laughs> So, you know, it's just interesting. These these two schools are always butting heads. But Troy Stilato is one of those interesting guys that, you know, just never never really says much but has never really wavered from everybody thinking he's going to Ohio State. It's, it's an interesting dynamic that he's carrying about his recruitment. He's saying all the right things, and he should. I mean, the, the reality is Stilato, um is still looking at visiting Georgia. He's still visiting at looking at Texas, USC. Like, I don't think his recruitment – is as narrowed down as we want to believe. Like, I don't think it's just Ohio State Clemson. Because if it is, then he's either taking the other visits for fun, which would indicate that, to me, that a decision has basically already been made, or he's not really down to those two schools. And you can read that however you want. I, just the way I see it, I just I, I, I don't feel like the the only way that I see Troy Stilato not ending up at Ohio State is if Emeka Abuka somehow decides in the next month or two that he wants to commit to the Buckeyes and then try as they might to find a spot for Stilato, they don't have one. Um, I, I think if if this plays out where Stilato wants to commit in the next month or two, he keeps saying before August is his, his timeline, but the longer it goes, the more opportunity there is for Ohio State's roster to figure out how to add uh, Abuka and Stilato. Does that make sense? Yeah, and the longer the recruitment goes, the longer we'll have to wait to see where the Buckeyes are going to stack up in a national perspective on team rankings by the end of the cycle. 
I think you'll know a lot about where that's going to end up because, you know, everybody cares about that so much. Yeah. I, mean, uh, but I, I, think, I don't want to get all proclamationally, yeah, proclamationally, yeah. but I feel like there's so much conversation and I don't know who, who listens to this, who watches this, who, who cares about what I have to say, but don't fall into the trap of thinking that because Troy Stilato may go somewhere else that he's not that good or that Ohio State doesn't want him or that the Buckeyes have decided to move on from him. Like, that's just not the case. Like, Troy, if, Troy if, Stilato if, is if, a absolute top-of-the-board priority for Ohio State and has been since September. Go. If Troy Stilato goes somewhere else, it's because the Buckeyes just flat-out got beat. Right, period. And, so. and this is what, you know, again, we've talked about it over and over. Brian Hartline versus Tyler Grisham, City Life in Columbus versus rural uh, rural life in Clemson. Like, that's what it comes down to. And I, I get it that, you know, Clemson does a great job. They're obviously the best program in the country right now on a lot of different facets. But I still think at the end of the day, knowing that they both have two receivers already committed, so everything's equal there, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see... Delato picking Clemson over Ohio State, all things being equal right now. So whatever. That's just my thought. Um, What else, Spencer? Uh, Travion Ford, there was a a defensive end from St. Louis that we talked about a little bit uh, on Letterman Row over the last year. Uh, He did not visit this weekend as he was expected to. I think that Ohio State may be moving on there. I don't think that you'll see that one uh, pick up any life. There was a lot of discussion in the last month about Ford and how he wanted to maybe commit. But I just don't think that the Buckeyes are looking at him as a defensive end at six foot two, 215 pounds. Um, And they're not looking at another linebacker right now, other than Barrett Carter. So I think it was just a situation that neither side, it didn't really add up um, at that point. So uh, I will talk, let's talk Jordan Hancock. What do you say? You want to talk Jordan Hancock? Yeah, and can we we delve in a little bit to Barrett Carter as well? Then sure, why not? I like to delve. I'm a big fan. They're kind of they're kind of uh, they go hand in hand, I guess. They do, and and obviously, Jordan Hancock, when he was on Bermanology two weeks ago, said that they're going to the same school, and that's great. Uh, we'll see if that ends up being true or not. Again, Hancock is a guy who, and I I can only give my opinion based on what he told me on the show two weeks ago, right? Which is he hopes to have a decision by this summer, by the start of August. That's what he said. And then in the last two weeks now, we've seen article after article about Jordan Hancock where he's being quoted as saying a decision could come soon. And I think that this is a matter of people not understanding the relativity of time. So let's. I mean, you want to die? You want to delve, Spencer? Let's delve into well, space is, time theory. Hey, it's just a few short hours after we uh, we did this whole spring forward thing. So yeah. let's dive. Well let's, di- let's dive into space time and relativity. Uh, I just don't think that soon means the same thing to one person as it does another. So uh, I know that he loves Clemson. They were his dream offer. He went to there uh, this past weekend. He was with Barrett Carter. Uh, both of those guys posted their pictures on social media and, you know, they look good in the all in hashtag, whatever. Um, I, man, I'm tempted to do this again. You know what? I'm doing it. Jordan Hancock's going to end up at Ohio state. 
That's is my Derek Carter. I don't think so. I think he's going to end up at Georgia. I think he's going to end up at Georgia. I know Ohio State wants him to, but I just don't know that uh, despite all of the the reasons Ohio State makes sense for him with him being a Midwest guy, uh, despite the fact he's the only linebacker they're still recruiting, et cetera, so on and so forth. I just think that the Jordan Hancock recruitment is different um, based on the fact that Ohio State was really involved there before everyone else sort of sniffed what he was turning into. Um, and I think that matters to him. I think Kerry Combs is obviously uh, one of the best recruiters in the country and one of the best uh, talent developers in the country. Uh, again, Clemson's great. Like they're fantastic at everything they're doing, but I just think that the relationship at Ohio state is better. And I'm going to tell you a team to watch out for with, with Jordan Hancock is Florida state. And that's one that I keep hearing from people in that area that he's actually really interested in the Seminoles, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. I, I I don't know where this idea that his decision is coming soon came from. Maybe I'm going to be completely wrong and end up with egg on my face and look like a moron. Maybe he commits by the time we're done recording this. Who the hell knows? But I'm just, I'm just firm, not reading as, I'm just not reading it that way. As of 8.38 p.m., he is not. Sunday. He is not Sunday, 8.38 yeah. p.m. Yeah. I'm just not reading it that way, and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, again, I, I know it's not really my style to go blank, point, blank, 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 but I just think that people are um, reading too much into words and timing of visits that maybe aren't relevant. Hancock is supposed to be at Ohio State on March 28th. He has his official visit scheduled for June. His whole plan has been to go take his official visits and commit by August. That's what he told me. I just don't think the soon means the same thing to him as it does to other people. And I guess while we're on that topic, uh, uh, I'm going to double quadruple down. I'm quadrupling down, Spencer. Quadruple down. This, this is getting crazy. Quadruple down. Verm, uh, I think you're going to just have to predict the class for Letterman Row. Here, somebody ask him somebody ask him thing. for a full class prediction on question of the day this week. If, I think he might do it this week. If Jacalyn Johnson returns to Ohio State on March twenty eighth like he's supposed to, and then comes back for the spring game two weeks later like he's supposed to, he I think he's an Ohio State commitment. I think that the Buckeyes are looking at a three man cornerback class right now of Jordan Hancock, Jaqueline Johnson, and Jansen Dunn. That's what I think. Nobody cares. All right. You're right I down. guess we're going to – I'm going to put it in some sort of Google Doc spreadsheet, yeah. something to share with you because that's what I do. You know me. Yeah, I um, appreciate that. I guess I'm going to end it, end it by asking you this and really get the people fired up. Or, does Ohio State finish with the number one class in the country this year? Is this finally the year? Uh, no. I, with the I commits that with the yeah, commits I, I that just, you just listed off, no, because I don't think, here's the thing: like the way that Georgia and LSU and Bama, when it's all said and done, like it's just different. I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm sure it'll be close. Um, you know, I did a class prediction ish uh, on the question of the day last week, and Ohio State is on on pace to having the, the best class in the history of, of college football recruiting, at least in the internet uh, era. But somehow they'll finish second. I don't know. They always do. 
they did in 2013. That class had six first round draft picks in it. So how do you how do you beat that? 2017 class had six guys who were five stars, and it had J.K. Dobbins and Josh Myers who were five stars throughout, and Tate Martell who all finished as top 45 prospects, and that class finished second, and it still had six other five star players. How the hell does that happen? I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but I know that this class is going to be really damn good uh, for Ohio State, and it's it's a class that is going to rival the 2013 and 2017 classes in terms of on-paper potential. That's what I mean. And, you know, this isn't rocket surgery, but no, you not are, rocket surgery. But you, but you definitely have some proclamations that you've made. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't, I don't normally do proclamations, but tonight I've given you four. So let's just wrap it up there, episode stuff, talking stuff. We'll call this the proclamation episode. The proclamation There zone. you go. Anyway, uh, we're going to get out of here because this has been – there's been too much, and I've given away too many secrets. Uh, I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. This has been Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman Row, and again, hosted by me, Jeremy Birmingham, sponsored by Byers Auto. If you're looking for an auto, go to Byers Auto. Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham, Berm, Letterman Row. You guys know all the deets. Talk to you next time.